I won't fail you. I'm not afraid. You will be. You will be. Welcome to another Pure Fandom Podcast. This is the fourth episode, no pun intended, of our Star Wars Theory Series. I'm Liz, co-founder of PureFandom.com and host of another Pure Fandom Podcast, Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I am joined by a plethora of wonderful guest hosts. We have the, the other host of this podcast, Patrick Pohat, my brother. Thanks for having me back, Liz. Uh, duh, this is our podcast, mm-hmm. together. And then we have Jack. our wonderful brothers. Yes, I'm Jack. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marty. And that rounds out the Pohop siblings. Okay, guys, so this time I thought we could talk about, we've, in previous episodes, we've discussed um, how Rebels could play in to Rogue One. We've talked about Benicio Del Toro's character in episode eight, what he could be. We've discussed um, possible lightsaber fights in Rogue One because I'm sorry, it's not a mother freaking Star Wars film without a lightsaber fight. Preach. Last week we talked about the Chosen One, where our dad expressed his hate for Metaclorians. <laughs> and this week we are going to talk about what makes a lightsaber a kyber crystal. I think they come from Hayden Christensen. His like, eyes. Like from, yeah. Like his gaze. <laughs> I think they put kyber crystals in his irises to give him that, like, orange glow in the third episode. Well, that's how <gasps> Padme, like, just, you know, couldn't resist. There's still good in him. There's but still she, good in him. All she meant was there's still good kyber crystals to be harvested. <laughs> <laughs> and the theories unearthed. Oh, God. As you can tell, we are on round three of cocktails, so this is going to be an epic, epic <laughs> podcast. Okay, so, um, Jack, you found a really interesting article, and it's on, what's the website called? Creators? Uh, yeah, it's like creators.co. It's owned by the movie pilot folks. So it's all ju- just like pure fandom, not as good as pure fandom, but it's fan run. <laughs> Thank so. you. Thank you. Fan run. But they have some really quality, legit, awesome theories. And one of their recent articles from last week or a couple weeks ago, they were talking about how the Death Star is most likely, it's not explicitly confirmed to quote them, the Death Star is powered by Cairo crystals. And the argument is compelling. Again, I'm quoting this article. In the Canical Clone Wars episode, Crystal Crisis, a giant crystal is transported to support an unspecified superweapon. The use of said crystals for evil deeds isn't a complete surprise since Star Wars legends suggest the ancient Sith powered weapons in the same way. So a lot of people are saying that the Death Star is powered, actually powered by the crystals that are used to forge a lightsaber. It makes sense. I think so, too. And then on, for this with Rogue One, I think, Jack, was it like the Japanese trailer or something? Yeah, it um, leaked a little more than it should have. Yeah, which they, I feel like the foreign That's trailers... That's true, it did. Yeah, I did watch that, uh, I think, today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they're showing too much. I know, yeah. I was like, why are they doing this? But um, I, we can at least pull from it, not in a spoiler way, but in a theory way, because this whole kyber crystal thing was already apparent. But... Okay, so to kind of lay out what I want to pick your guys' brains on. So, the plot of the story is about Galen Erso, a.k.a. Lashif from Casino Royale, who bleeds from his eye. Hashtag bae. 
Yes, he is Faye. Isn't he Marty? He is. I think he's like the perfect evil villain. And he's in Doctor Strange. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's got that like... Uh, the dude's like, slaying it. Classic, like, Nazi aesthetic that Star Wars always goes for. Yeah. Not to sound like too serious, but I feel like they do go for that. I mean... No, well, I don't think that's not... Troopers are Nazis. That's what you know. he based off yeah, a lot sure. of the yeah. costumes and the yeah, way they like, acted. Chiseled face, like super... Mm-hmm. Pale, evil-looking men, but but you got to pay tribute to George Lucas. I mean, you have to. <sighs> oh, the giblet! I mean, alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, now we're just getting hateful. All right, the wine's starting to appear. All right, so Galen Erso, Le Chief, he is working with the Empire to construct this super weapon, and of course, his daughter Jin Erso is the title character. She's the fierce chick that they recruit. The Rebel Alliance recruits, and it's because. They've re- they revealed in the U.S. trailer that she was his daughter. Or, yeah, she, that she was yes. his daughter. <laughs> and then in this foreign trailer, it's revealed that she was given a kyber crystal necklace from her mom, which was like, like you said, whoa, a mm-hmm. little too much, but we can't unsee it, so whatever. Okay, so the article from the same source, a previous article that they reported on, was talking about how the kyber crystal that... Jin Urso was given from her mother could reveal that maybe she has some force in her. She, I mean, she almost seems like, at least from the trailer, that she's that she's like Rey, but not really being a Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like Leia. Yeah, well, yeah. but but Leia's force sensitive, so maybe this title character is as well. So do you think but. she'll sense something? Because we all know that some Jedi has to appear. Like we've talked about, how Maul might be Rogue One, which is crazy. Which I think he awesome. is Rogue One. That's actually that would be the like most badass reveal of all time. It'd be like It'd be. the best Star Wars movie ever if that's the case. Fuck yeah! yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you want to hear more about that, listen to listeners. Listen to Star Wars Theory Series Episode One, no pun intended, um, because Pat talks about how that could actually legit be a real thing from Rebels. But Marty, you're really good about. I feel like whenever you're on these Star Wars podcasts, you drop some like legit. Wisdom on the force. I try, you know. So, if Jin is force sensitive, what significance do you think that'll play in Rogue One? Because they've con- they've all they've said this isn't a Jedi movie, but that doesn't mean Jedi's are in it. So Absolutely, do you? So yeah. what do you think? If she is force sensitive, how will that be significant in Rogue One? You think? The way I think it's going to be significant, like you said, there's no Star Wars movie without at least some touched upon Jedi action going on. Um, and I feel like, based off of the success after Episode 7 and how Rey kind of has the Force going on with her, this could be another storyline of that sort of thing going on as well, where it's not like... It's kind of the thing where it's not the path she, think, she thinks it's for her, but it's the path that is given to her um, going through the movie, possibly. I'm not 100% sure, but that's kind of a theory that I've been thinking about, so... I think that's legit. Do you think she would have the force in a sense to where she could, like, you know, move things and truly have the force or be force-sensitive like Leia where maybe there's a Jedi near that's, like, on... You know how there are always, like, two missions in Star Wars movies? There's, like, the political mission and then the Jedi Mm -hmm. mission. Yeah. Like, there's a B-plot of a Jedi mission going on that hopefully Maul's a part of. Yeah. Do you think maybe she, like, senses that? Like I think so. Like, how she senses... Like how Leia senses Luke in episode 5 where he's on Cloud City and he falls down, but she can actually, like, when he calls out to her, she calls back to him. She could have that kind of force 
activity, I guess. Okay, okay. Any other theories on that or how Jin could be Force-sensitive, y'all? I don't know. It's hard to say, like, what her larger role is because you already see that she's not in anything after, I guess. Because she's not in the original 4, 5, and 6, and this takes place before 4, right? Well, I I think part of that is because definitely there's a good chance, I think, that a lot of those, that crew that they show in the trailer... I think they're gonna die, like the way that the way that they get the critical information for the, about the Death Star mm-hmm. for yeah. New Hope, they're gonna like you know give their lives to get it. Mm-hmm. What could be mm-hmm. interesting though That's is if opinion. someone like uh, Jin Orsa's character, uh, we see her last in this, and she springs up in eight or nine as a super evil general. That's been like like if she goes evil in in this episode uh, or in this spinoff maybe she kind of just stays in the background narrative until episode eight or episode nine and she's like i know who you are luke because i fucking helped you or can i do that here yeah you can cuss because I, I helped <laughs> i helped you you know originally become who you are yeah that would be insane because she would be like a super powerful female figure which is really popular in movies now i feel like for a good reason but i feel like people are consciously writing those roles now yes but could be cool. I mean, especially mm-hmm. now that people are really into these like intertwining narratives and stuff. So. Or we were talking about in I think the second part of our Star Wars series, Pat was saying how Benicio del Toro could possibly be Ezra from Rebels because oh, Ezra and yeah. Rebels has some dark side like tendencies, mm-hmm. and that could be who his character is. And what if Jane or so is actually good, and they. Is, does that timeline mash up to where she may battle Benicio del Toro? I mean, that's kind of like out of nowhere, but I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. I would know that. Yeah, that would be pretty sick. I mean, because and I feel like it's more of a possibility that people will turn to the dark side because at this point the empire is just owning. Like, there's just like no end in sight or like defeat for them. It's like the rebellion is is at such a raw state mm-hmm. that it's just so easy for them people to turn because they're like, oh, I'm just gonna go with them because how can we defeat them? Yeah, like we don't mm-hmm. stand a chance. Yeah. Almost like a bandwagon sort of situation there. Yeah. But does Rebels okay. is Rebels concurrent with Rogue One? I forget. Or is it Well, it takes place in between three and four. That's mm. why like Liz and I have talked about how there's like parallel we think there's gonna be parallels. Yeah. Between this movie and that. Well you said everything's canon. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this is all which means this is all that's why J.J. Abrams, when episode seven was coming out, he said, we're not discounting any facts from episodes one through three. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is mm-hmm. what it is. Right. Like, it's all a part of this larger story. Mm-hmm. Especially episodes one through three. Oh, my God. Well, the thing is, too, I mean, to your... episode two. Ugh, <laughs> don't encourage him, Marty. <laughs> to your point about Maul, though, coming back, I mean, it's been proven in a major character in Luke that someone can fall thousands of stories yeah. and still survive if they're force sensitive so the fact that he's still alive and i'll say fact uh is he's in rebels not surprising yeah he's I mean, in rebels yeah and if he comes back I, I didn't even think about it until we were talking about it earlier uh that rogue one as a title could have greater significance than like a, or it could be like a, a double entendre where it's like the one rogue squadron and the rogue one sith yeah. Yes. Which is really fucking clever. I think it's sick. badass. Like yeah. we were saying, how awesome would it be if you know there's this amazing movie? Because I still think with the story that they have and everything, like it's going to be a great film. Mm-hmm. But then, 
either like at the end or something, all of a sudden we just see, and there's like no background music or anything. Jack, for those of you that don't know, Jack is a filmmaker. So I'm trying to make this as visual as I can. <laughs> so say there's like a camera <laughs> on a cave and you just have like these blanket shots of this cave and there's like wind blowing. You don't know where the hell you are. Mm -hmm. And then like, this is my dream. Someone, you just see feet and it's walking into a cave and then all of a sudden it appears and it's freaking mall and the person that's looking at him is obi-wan and then you just hear and the lightsaber comes up and you're like what the <laughs> and then it ends damn i mean i know that could be directed way better but i'm just saying no no, no I'm, I'm down with that i mean it's kind of crazy the obi mall part two Ugh, i wish it's cool because they've been harping on that more i feel like in star wars it's kind of a cool world because it's a world where like people are basically like half robotic like a lot of yeah know. just ask Hayden yeah I mean oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean seriously Darth and Pat made a really good point in our one again one of our previous podcasts that was saying in episode four Darth Vader is a little bit injured like he's a little wounded and it could be it would be a fun play on this that he was injured because he fought Maul in Rogue One like the movie that would be cool. Yeah. What happens at the end of season two of Rebels is he's fighting Ahsoka, Who? His, his old apprentice. Oh, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker's old apprentice was Ahsoka. Yeah, in the Clone Wars, and she more she she physically wounds him pretty bad at the end of that episode. So interesting. You know, so that could play significance into this for sure. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, to bring it all back to the Kyber crystals. Hmm. Okay, which to bring this all full circle. So a Kyber crystal is what is used as the sounding force to wield a lightsaber. Jen Erso has one given to her from her mom, and whether it was because her dad, like, minds that shit or they're force-sensitive, regardless, she has it. Now, um, in this article that we were referring to, it also states that the Empire invade Jada, which is, like, isn't that, like, the sacred land of Jedi? Or whatever. Uh, that's like the OG Jedi planet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so like, why else would they go there other than to mine what they need, kyber crystals? So that would also mm -hmm. make sense as to why kyber crystals are fueling the Death Star. And um, the it said in that again that trailer that leaked that not not leaked but just that we saw mm -hmm. it shows the Death Star firing a green laser. Mm -hmm. Which would make sense as a lightsaber. Yeah, it would make sense. I think it makes sense because, like, I mean, it's basically the Emperor who we know to be a disgusting version of Palpatine and <laughs> uh, Vader. It's their, it's their machine and they design it to be, like, a weapon of the Sith. So it makes sense, I feel like, to have it be crystals. Mm -hmm. Crystal power. Absolutely. Yes. One question I had... Um, I don't know if this has been touched on anywhere else. It's, uh, is there a difference between different kinds of kyber crystals based on the color of different lightsabers? Like, um, how, I mean, like, Infinity Stones in the Marvel Universe, there's, like, five or six different ones. I don't know if there's a difference between kyber crystals. Um, obviously the Sith have, like, the red lightsabers. I didn't know if there was a different mineral mixed in or not. I don't know if that well, has significance. According to this article, it says that kyber crystals can be corrupted and they'll quote unquote bleed red. 
Oh, okay. Damn, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. So that's another thing that we could talk about as well. If she has this kyber crystal, what if she's corrupted in terms of like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it'll show that she's corrupted because it bleeds red or something and like someone sees it and is like, yeah. why the hell is your kyber crystal red? That's, that's crazy. Cool. And that's the kind of thing that she can't control, but it like is revealed just to her. That's kind of... That's pretty cool. Dude, the Sith is the way to go. <laughs> you use your passion and your feelings. I mean, that's... Your passion for Hayden. Yeah. <sighs> well, what's interesting selfish. about that is, like, I'm curious to see how they explore, like, the lightsaber construction. Because it's, like, sort of something that, like, sits in the background of the whole series until now, pretty much. That'd be cool to see if we actually saw, like, a Jedi make... You know, create their own. Because it's like the last step in their training is yeah. to like put together yes. their own saber. And it's mm-hmm. never actually been like part of a Star Wars movie before. Mm-hmm. So it's something new. That and we know that Kylo Ren had to build one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about um, this, Jack, this article that you sent over initially, the the main focus of it was saying that, so Luke, he obviously loses his lightsaber in the battle with his dad in episode five. And then he just says that he constructed a new one in episode six. And all of a sudden it's blue. And you're like, what the heck, right? Yeah. It no, goes from green. green. No, green. It goes from... It's hard to say because I think didn't they like color correct them weird? To, no, like, no, no, no. It, it, it's, it's blue because it was Anakin's from Attack of the Clones. But there's new one in Return yeah. of the Jedi is green. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, green. Yeah. So then, and the laser that comes out of the Death Star is green. So this article is saying that he knows that there is ky- there are kyber crystals at the, like, I guess, waste site of the Death Star. So mm-hmm. he goes there to get it. Well, yeah, Obi Obi Wan and or Yoda told him that in his training. In between five and six. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Force Ghost Obi Wan. Yeah, like they said, hey, go to this site so you can create. Because they didn't have like the old Republic anymore, where they had the Jedi Temple, where you could just. Because they probably had a workshop before. Right. You know, <laughs> he's his own agent at that point. He's the only living Jedi, yeah. and which is cool because like they have all those older games from our era of gaming like ps2 like jedi academy and stuff where yeah he's those like, were sick he's what you could call a rogue one <gasps> see there are so many rogue ones there are actually it's kind of cool though because i hope they do speaking of like spin-off sequels and stuff i mean if we're right it would be easy cinematically and cool to they don't have to do cgi maybe for space and stuff but to just shoot the back of luke's head as he like hops in an x-wing and they just show this, like, silhouetted version of him, like, going to the Death Star rubble and just, like, mining for kyber crystals. Hell yeah. That'd be pretty and they wouldn't even have to... All they'd have to do is get some sandy-haired fucking babe to roll through there. Pat! Yeah. <laughs> Pat, you could do it! Shoot him from the back of the head and just have him collect... And that have came that... out wrong. Yeah. <laughs> just shoot him in the I back of the head! As a Hayden Christensen, though, than a Luke. Oh, my gosh. Patrick. They could recast him. I mean, to sort of do a cool, uh, no, you know, could. nod to the past. Hayden could redeem himself. <laughs> Never. Never. He'd have to personally fund the next five. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. With all his jumper money. <laughs> oh, gosh. If he's listening to this. Kicking a man while he's down. Really classy, guys. Hey. Yeah. All right. Fine. All right. We love you, Hayden. Okay. To sound off, I wanted to ask everyone um, if you could have a lightsaber and you could pick any color, what color would it be? 
And also, we also have one of our... My husband's also in the studio. If you want to answer this, Eric, <laughs> I think you should come over here and be a part of this. Color? color? Well, come over by the mic. Color of your lightsaber. If you could pick anyone. And if you had to have a style. So we've had a sword style. We've had a double-edged style. Like, what would you want? Pat, we'll start with you. I would have uh, Darth Maul's, for sure. Like, just exact replica? Exact replica from episode one. That lightsaber is just sick. Okay. Jack? Uh, I would honestly just do Luke's from Return of the Jedi. It's so cool. It's like real industrial looking and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd be down with that. You're such a hipster. <laughs> I'm, just <kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. Marty? The lightsaber I would pick is uh, the one Ben Kenobi gives Luke in episode four, like the classic one. Um, and also the one that calls to Rey in episode seven. That's like the iconic Star Wars lightsaber, in my opinion. That's Anakin mm-hmm. slash Hayden's lightsaber. But it gets into better hands later in the saga. <laughs> Lots of juju going on with that saber. Lots of juju. What about you, Eric? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Mace Windu. That's what I was going to say! <laughs> That's why you guys are married. Exactly. Same Same well, because of, you know, Samuel L. Jackson just couldn't tolerate having the same color lightsaber as everyone else, so. He's what you could call a little different. A rogue one. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, honestly though, to do, like, there are some theories that he survived the attack in the mm-hmm. uh, Jedi. Like when uh, uh, when there's a mutiny, could be a cliffhanger for next episode. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I don't get a rumor that he was Snoke. Yeah. There was a theory out there really? Snoke. All right, that's well. We, now we know the topic for the next podcast. <laughs> and yeah, also, I don't, no, I haven't, but we're going to right. research it for next week. And I don't give a shit how they do it, but Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson better come back. Mm-hmm. And that would be a differentiator because you'd know it would be him because of his purple lightsaber. Be He's already bald, I think. Snoke yeah. looks bald, I think. Mm-hmm. See? Not, not positive. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. All right, well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Patrick, my Wait, co-host. What's your favorite lightsaber? Oh, Mace fucking Windu. Duh. <laughs> if I could make it double-edged like Maul's, Ooh. if I could have one edge red and one edge purple. Oh, wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just saying, all right? What, do you, what else do we do? Is there anything we missed, co-host? Anything you wanted to touch on? No, I think we, you know, we really set the stage. Absolutely. It was, it was polished. Yeah, we got on a little bit of a tangent there, but I think it's all right. Everyone, you can find purefandom.com. All of our amazing podcasts. We have Brad and Court Talk, which they cover any and all of your favorite shows on the Sci-Fi Network. They interview stars from a lot of the shows. Currently, they're recapping Van Helsing, which is badass. Make sure you check that out. (laughs) Of course, listen to Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. Me and my co-founder and best friend are currently recapping The Walking Dead. And we also have our Super Talk podcast, and that is one of our newest ones. They recap Supergirl. It's a husband and wife duo. They're freaking amazing. And of course, Star Wars theory series we just rounded out episode four we're super pumped for next week because i guess we're going to talk about samuel jackson being the hologram from episode seven. Oh. Oh! all right follow us and tweet us your theories at pure underscore fandom find us on facebook at facebook.com slash be pure fandom and until next time you always forget to say it right
Do you remember what it is? No, I remember this was coming up, and I and I was like, crap, I forget what it I is. I know. I saw you getting nervous. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's got it in there. I can't remember what it is, though. Oh, I don't cut this part out, because it's like a thing now. I know. It's like, <laughs> it's disgraceful. <laughs> episode two, I was like flawless, like that film, but episode four, I'm like, I, I'm Oh my I'm gosh. It. Dude, All right. it's, a, it's a new hope, bruh. Yeah, uh, this is getting bad. Capes out. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get it. Wait, all right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Until next time. Capes out. <laughs>